Hello everyone, I'm WTOC digital anchor Jake Wallace. Students and teachers are just days away from the return to school. For many parents, this year's back-to-school preparations include deciding whether their students will wear masks to protect from COVID-19. Savannah, Chatham County Public Schools, and the Liberty County School System are requiring masks this year. Most other school districts in our area have made mask wearing optional. As of the morning of Tuesday, July 27th, the Centers for Disease Control has recommended non-vaccinated people ages 2 and up wear masks, while the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends universal masking for all ages 2 and up, regardless of vaccination status. For more on this topic, I spoke with two Savannah health leaders and pediatricians. You'll hear their answers on this podcast. I'll let my guests introduce themselves. My name is Dr. Stephen Thacker. I'm a trained pediatric infectious disease specialist and board certified in pediatrics and pediatric infectious disease. I'm also the Associate Chief Medical Officer for Memorial Health. Dr. Ben Spitalnik, and I'm a physician with Pediatric Associates of Savannah. I spoke with Dr. Thacker and Dr. Spitalnik separately, but asked them the same questions. You'll hear their answers back to back to help provide more information on the subject. Here are their answers. What are you recommending to parents about masks and their children as it concerns school? Dr. Thacker has the first answer. For me, uh, the messaging is really all about the what's the safest thing to do for both our children and those adults that are part of that you know, critical component of teaching and administration, um, including our, our environmental services staff that make the hospital, I mean, to make the, make the school safe um, in the environment that, you know, Every decision made should be thinking about what are those layers of protection that I can make this environment as safe as it can be. And so, um, you know, when thinking about masking, particularly um, for those uh, that have not had the ability to have access to vaccination because they haven't had an indication for it under the EUA or emergency use, that, you know, masking uh, really should be part of the expectation that I would advise families to offer. And and I'd also offer that I support the American Academy of Pediatrics um, position that to manage that in the moment for schools is just honestly impossible. Um, And probably the smartest thing to do is to ask that all kids older than age two who are in school to mask when they um, are not eating or drinking and they're in the classroom. So I'm telling parents, Yes. So the American Academy of Pediatrics just came out in the last week, strongly recommending all kids wear a mask in school. And here's why. COVID, it's not gone. It's on the rise. The new variant is rising. Right now, nobody under age 12 has been vaccinated. Of those over age 12, only about half. That leaves a lot of people vulnerable. And to say that just the immunized cannot wear a mask, I mean, that that makes some logistical sense, but the reality is it doesn't work. We've seen in adults how we try to do an honor system and uh, some do and some don't. And it shouldn't be up to teachers to spend their time monitoring who should and who shouldn't be wearing their masks to create two classes of kids in the school, mask and unmasked. For the safety of all, I think masking is a good idea for all, all those ages two and up. Data has shown children are more commonly asymptomatic or have only mild symptoms if they catch COVID, and rates of severe outcomes in children are low. Why is it still important for children to wear masks in school? We start here with Dr. Spitalnik. That's a valid point, but the reality is kids do catch COVID. Kids do get sick. Kids do have to quarantine, and kids do spread it to their parents. There's a lot of reasons why kids should be protected from COVID and protected from spreading COVID. We see cases of kids ending up hospitalized, ending up with 
inflammatory disorders. And uh, even the ones that get it mild do end up having significant impacts. The goal in a perfect world would be have all kids in school every day. And if that's more accomplished with masks on than with off, then masks on is a better way to go. And uh, kids, by the way, they don't get as sick as adults. They do get sick. Someone will throw out and say only 400 died from COVID last year. That's a big number. 400 kids to die from a disease in a year is a very big number. Kids should be protected. Thankfully, it still holds true that when you compare it to older individuals, children are less likely to have severe disease that leads to hospitalization or a, a threat um, of their life. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, we have learned a lot that there are ways to create a safe schooling environment during the pandemic. And the way most school systems did that safely um, with in-person education was to use a layering of a, a protective approach that included um, supporting vaccination for the adults that are in that school environment, as well as masking, uh, in addition to some environmental and spacing um, requirements, which has shifted a little bit now. We're talking about trying to get folks three, three foot apart. And, you know, I think the message is still the same, honestly, that um, this is important for um, us to recommend in the school environment. It keeps children uh, well, because while they are not hospitalized, they still can get sick from COVID-19 um, at a reasonably high rate. Um, we also, at the beginning of this, thought children were not getting infected. And there's some evolving data right now that suggests we probably just weren't recognizing a lot of asymptomatic infection in children. Um, so I think the message that children don't get infected is, is incorrect. Um, and those children can spread infection to others. They've not, schools have not been proven to be a source for community surge events by any means. But at this point, when we're talking about what I view as largely a vaccine preventable disease, we need to have um, a very thoughtful approach around creating a COVID safe environment for schooling uh, in person. And for me, that, that's gonna be vaccination uh, for those who can and masking uh, for all when we're talking about the school environment. How can parents discuss masking with their children, especially if others in the child's school are not wearing masks? Dr. Thacker's up first. I think I've had the same conversation with my own children. I, I have three kids, um, one in an age that um, was up for vaccination, and, and we did get him vaccinated, a teenager. And I've got two kids that are too young to receive the vaccine now. And so um, we're very intentional about how we have that conversation with our children to remind them that you know their actions matter not just for themselves but for how others um, view them um, as well as um, their actions can impact the well-being of others um, and so i have really tried to do a lot of intentional conversation with my kids about the the, the motivating power that it is to recognize that your actions help keep others healthy and safe um, and so you know that's been my anchoring mark you know I think it, you're right, that's a challenging position uh, when we get kids into an environment where masking would be optional. I would bring kids back to the fact that the thing that we can control is our own actions. And if we model what we think are the best approaches to you know, safe uh, in-classroom schooling, um, we are doing the best we can. Um, I would not you know, advise that, that you know, children you know, uh, you know, argue with um, or get into um, uh, you know, discussions that, that would lead to um, poor relationships in the school environment, especially with their teachers, but their actions of choosing to be masking is a discussion in and of itself and proof that, um, that they understand that their 
a decision to wear a mask helps keep their school colleagues healthy as well as themselves? It, it, that's a very hard question. And that's the reason why it's a good idea to have masks for all. When you make something optional and you put kids in an environment where they are with their peers, whose parents may not require them to wear a mask, it's harder and harder for your own child to wear it. Kids model, kids wear masks when other people around them wear masks, whether it be their parents, whether it be their family, whether it be their teachers. And to put them in a situation where masks are optional, what we learned last year was masks optional usually meant masks not. Or if they were worn, they were over the chin and not over the mouth and face like they should be. We find that the more people wear masks, the more people around them will wear masks. So that's an even better reason why the AAP's guidance really is sound. Masks for all gives everyone a much better chance to get it done the right way. What other advice do you have for parents? Dr. Spitalnik has the first response. So I'm telling the masks are a very good idea. Some parents will say, well, we made it all last year without catching it. I mean, that may be true, and that's very fortunate, but not being in a car accident is a reason not to wear a seatbelt. Just because you haven't caught it so far doesn't mean you're less at risk to catch it. You want your child to be in school. You want your child to be healthy. You want your child to be able to enjoy the entire year and wearing a mask for protection until they can get immunized is a good idea. Now, if your child is over age 12 and has not been immunized yet, please do. Please, please get your child immunization. It's safe. It's effective. It's extremely important in helping prevent the spread of COVID, not just for your child, but for the entire community. And it's probably the best way for all of us, even better than masking, to get past the current uh, rise. I think the, the most important thing to do because um, for many folks that were going to be early adopters for vaccination for kids 12 and up, uh, many folks have already pursued that. Um, and so for those individuals, um, uh, parents, um, or, and even for teenagers that, that are thinking about it for themselves, um, go to your trusted health advisor. And for most folks, that's going to be your primary care doc. Um, and ask those questions. If you don't have that resource, you can use um, some great evidence-based guidance from the CDC, as well as the American Academy of Pediatrics, um, which have both sites have frequently asked questions around COVID-19 and vaccination um, to get your um, questions answered. Um, this is no better time right now in preparation for getting back to school to consider, in my mind, COVID-19 vaccination for those who can be vaccinated as part of one of those getting ready for safe reentry into school. That should be on your checklist of things to go ahead and get done. Uh, we've created many avenues for children to get access to vaccine in our community. Um, and so there are many venues through DPH, some of our federally uh, funded um, uh, healthcare centers as well. I'm doing a lot of great work out there in the community, making um, access to vaccine um, as easy as it can be. And then, you know, other, other resources that are out there, there's information on our Children's Hospital website about COVID-19 vaccine as well. And then um, the same holds true for the Department of Public Health. Thanks to Dr. Thackeray and Dr. Spitalnik for their time. You can get the latest back-to-school information for your student and your school district at WTOC's back-to-school page. Just go to WTOC.com slash back-to-school. That's back, the number two, school.